0: Welcome to the How To Dad podcast. My name is Devin Pierce and we are live on Mixer. Our, it is September 4th. It is already September, which is insane. Absolutely unnecessary craziness. But our last episode was on August 28th. And we talked about the ages and stages for children, newborn to five years of age. In that episode, we then broke down the developmental milestones into smaller benchmarks for our growing children. Today is episode 23, and we're talking about showing children that you love them. Now each week, I bring you guys tips, tricks for parenting, adulting, and life as a whole, and share the tools of my toolbox with you for Life's Great Adventure. Make you better equipped for life crazy adventure i skipped over my own line yeah it happens so the how to dad podcast is owned and hosted by myself devin pierce and is licensed under a creative commons attribution sh- non-commercial like non-commercial share like 4.0 <sighs> all rights reserved So, welcome back. It is another Wednesday. Therefore, another week has passed. Um, I, myself, was back to work this weekend. Or week, rather. Which, sadly, also included the holiday Monday for Labor Day. However, that being said, after a slight bit of friction uh, about us trying to do our job over the holiday at one of the stores we deliver bread to I think that it may have been enough to convince my employer to start adjusting our schedules so that we're not delivering on holidays in the future Um, simply bringing more bread leading up to that weekend so that it can just be merchandised rather than delivers delivering on those days Uh, We don't deliver on Christmas anyways, but uh, the other holidays he was still delivering on long weekends and such. There might be a few other details we need to work out scheduling-wise, but I'm sure we're going to get it figured. This past weekend was also a campout in memory of my late aunt. Uh, We just went up for the evening the one day, and visited with everybody. Um, It was really nice to still see a bunch of people right before the kids had to get back into school. Uh, Didn't see much of that side of the family this summer. Weren't really around. (laughs) The oldest boy in our household had his first day of school yesterday. And though I was told by his teachers he had a great day, we already noticed some poor habits returning from last year. I cannot say how many times I have heard from children in my house that they didn't have enough time to eat their lunch. I know that this is malarkey. It, it, they just don't think to prioritize the food in the time they're given. Much like myself, my children talk too much, so they should be eating, but they're busy socializing. And sadly, there just are not enough hours in the day to take one's sweet time to eat one's food. Usually, anyways. Anyhow, I hope y'all are having a great week, and that continuing forward into the new school year, you're... Weeks improve. I've also realized that uh, we've been really focused on the parenting side of the podcast in the last few months. And this podcast is supposed to be about more than just parenting, it's supposed to be about your relationships and adulting also. With that in mind, I am going to be looking for a few lessons and getting them together uh, for those branches of the podcast. Nothing is set in stone at this time, but there will be something for next week's episode. That's uh, so my goal for this weekend, is to get something put together that is either about relationships or general adulting things. Mm, what else do we got for this week, guys? Oh, um, I also want to say that I am thinking of adding something, whether it's some new feature or um, a new segment on the show, though I may wait to start that in like season two, Um, I mean if you guys want me to start adding something to it now, I'm cool with that too, but you'll have to let me know have some ideas as to what I might add to the podcast, but I'm not entirely sure. I also have a new idea for a different segment on the Dad's Class YouTube channel, which I can see that coming out sooner rather than later. I am still behind on videos I've already filmed for the Dad's Class channel. Hoping to get a bunch of those caught up. My next set of days off. But we'll see how it goes. All right. Let's get this lesson going. We are back into our Raising Responsible Children series. This one here is purple. It features a mother and father with a young daughter. And the topic is, again, showing children you love them. As with all these little pamphlets, is provided by the Parent Institute, and you can visit them online by going to www.parent-institute.com. Not very many websites do a dash in their name, do they? Usually, it's just all squished together. Now, this topic honestly can be one of the hardest things we do with our kids. Has anyone ever mentioned to you that you don't know what love is? When you look at your friendships or extended family relationships, uh, people that you say, I love you to, do you feel the love or do you just say what is expected of you? For many people in our lives, we love them because we're told to not because we actually feel love for them uh think of relationships you have with your spouse or partner where you feel the love you have for them versus your aunt's stepchild's second husband's kid not the same right now i do, i do get i, I understand guys That love has different forms, and there's different love languages, and that's all fine. I just wanted to try and establish that it can be kind of confusing as to what love is. Now, when you look at your kids, who are learning so much from everything else, because they are growing. And then on top of that, they're learning about something that many adults struggle with. could be a bit hard to take that all in, right? When you pile it all together, we, we expect our children to learn a lot of stuff. And it's not to say that they can't, but it definitely can be difficult. And it's something that we should recognize. From that, we've got to ask ourselves, why do we need to show our children love? Well, the um, clinical answer, answer, answer. The clinical answer is that a parent's loving attention is what provides a child with a sense of security and even self-respect or competence to develop physically, emotionally, and intellectually as they get older. This helps children achieve success in school and in life, in turn, helping them to become loving people themselves, which, realistically, is the greatest gift we as parents can give our children. From that, we also need to understand that love does change as we grow, as our children grow. But it is important to realize that no child is too young or too old. To be shown love. Though the way they experience it or may understand it will change. They're still your child. They still need you to show them love, right? So the first thing I want to talk to you guys about today is... Some basic guidelines about love for the different groupings of ages. When it comes to our babies... And we have talked about this. But from birth, the act of meeting their needs is showing them love. As they grow and we play with them, we're building the bonds of a relationship based around trust. 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 Man. (laughs) We are building a relationship out of the bonds. Wow. Derp. Sorry, guys. Take two. From birth, the act of meeting a child's needs is showing them love. As they grow and we play with them, we are building the bonds of a relationship based around trust and compassion. As they get to the toddler stage, these are the ones who understand best that a parent's love is protecting them. With our rules and the limits we set for our kids to try and keep them safe, we also provide them the confidence to which they then explore the world around them. Preschool... I'm having a time. More coffee. If you uh, follow me on Twitter, you'll know that I was up earlier than anticipated this morning because the littlest member of her household decided it was time to get up. (sighs) Preschoolers. Preschoolers are at the age where they have the verbal acknowledgement of love. This is where you can talk to them about the love you show them. I give you these big hugs because I love you so much. And this is also where we have the opportunity to show our love's longevity. When rules are broken or poor choices are made, you know, you say something like, I'm not happy you colored on the walls, but I still love you. So don't don't worry about that. I still love you. But you need to understand that this was a poor choice. And I don't like this choice. Elementary to middle schoolers. This is an interesting combination. Usually when we do these pamphlets, they combine the middle schoolers and the high schoolers. So I found it interesting that elementary to middle schoolers were grouped together when it comes to showing them our love. These children often need to be reminded of the the unconditional love we have for them. As they become more self-aware and often worry more about how things may make them unlovable. Simple things like mistakes or a bad grade on an assignment. So we need to reaffirm to them that our love is unconditional. This is also the age too where children understand the responsibility of being good To those we love. High schoolers. High schoolers. High schoolers. High schoolers. Though some children at this age may not admit to wanting or needing our love, they still do. It may be up to you as the parent to get a bit more creative in how we show our children this, though. Things as simple as attending an event that your child is participating in, making sure to say I love you before they go to bed or go to school, or getting their opinions on things you were trying to make a decision about. Um, And that breaks down to showing a mutual respect, right? I respect your opinion because I love you. And they're hearing both sides of that when you ask them to give them your input, or when you ask them to give you their input, that makes more sense. Also, as uh, a key part to this, you want to ensure your children know they can come to you when they need to, and we haven't mentioned this before. I think it was actually the last uh, raising responsible children series episode. Adults, yes, your adult children, and I don't really mean your spouse here, but this doesn't not apply to them either. Once your children are adults. Finding ways to show them that you love them may seem hard to do, or maybe even intrusive, but honestly can mean the greatest amount of difference in how they perform in the world. Knowing that at the end of the day, no matter how bad it may have been, they still have you in their corner is a really powerful thing for your children. So be sure to keep showing them love, even as they explore adulthood. Now as parents, we are human, and therefore we will make mistakes. It's just part of the territory. When it comes to providing a loving home, there are a few common mistakes we want you to be aware of, so you can try your best to avoid them. Comparing kids. Even though they may be made from the exact same parents, which means they have the exact same DNA to draw from, every child is their own person. And it may take a bit more for child B to learn something that child A just understood right away. Instead of focusing on their shortcomings, try helping them find and develop the things they are good at. That way you you can give them a positive thing to focus on, right? You can still work on where they're falling short, but don't make that the focus. Targeting the child and not the behavior is perfectly fine to criticize your child's actions and help them learn from mistakes they've made. We want to help them grow. That's, That's how it works. From that, also, we don't want to be labeling our children, you're bad, you're dumb. They are not dumb. They are not bad. Their actions or words were bad or poorly lacking in intelligence. They choose to act poor or they choose to act bad. When they know they could have chosen better. So that is something you need to focus on the behavior, not the child. Additionally, nicknames that poke fun or draw attention to an issue the child is having is also something you need to avoid. As children will start to live up to the expectation of them being labeled that way. Well, everybody thinks I'm dumb, so I guess I'm just dumb. And I won't ever learn nothing because I'm dumb. That is a real thing. And many people don't realize how impressionable something like that can be on your kids. And it doesn't take this being a reoccurring instance for it to affect your children. You could slip up once and call your child dumb and ruin their self-esteem. Not just for the day, either. We've talked on this before. When you make a mistake like that, guys, you have to own up to it. Say, listen, I'm sorry I called you dumb. I was feeling upset. I was feeling angry at the choice you made. Because the choice shows that you were choosing to be lacking in intelligence. You know there is a better way to do this. We've talked about these things, right? And that is where daddy's frustration comes from. Because daddy knows you are smarter than this. And that you could have made a better choice. And I'm sorry that I insulted you. You are not dumb. You are smart. You made a poor choice reconnecting and restrengthening your relationship with your child in that moment and you're also teaching them that you love them in that same instance there's so much stuff going on there in that that one little conversation those conversations are huge to showing our children that we love them I totally went off script for that but that was an important lesson that came to mind other mistakes include bubble wrapping, or butler parenting. So in other words, uh, protecting our children, overprotecting our children, and pampering our children. This prevents them from learning how to do things for themselves or how to judge the risks involved in making a decision. It is also hard for you to... I know it is hard for you to watch your child struggle. But remember this. Life is the struggle between birth and death. It's just up to us to help them learn from the struggle. Lastly, a common mistake is giving into our children, especially when they are trying to guilt us into giving them what they want or doing something that they want done. You need to remember, this is a trap. You need to express to them, I still love you, even though you're not getting your way. And it is out of that love that we are not doing this, we are doing that, or you are not getting this right now because of this. You gotta stand tall and strong Your children will find ways to work you. They are the greatest of con artists. Stay strong. I've already kind of touched on this next bit a little here. But that is unconditional love. This is when it is the hardest to show your love, you make an effort to do so. These instances can come from your child making a mistake or having bad grades. Maybe it's just because you had an argument with your child. This is important because you show them that you still love them or you tell them that you still love them. It helps your children focus on learning from the problem instead of being weakened by the problem. Easiest way to show that your love is unconditional is when you're in the midst of a difficult time or conflict with your child, stopping it and just being like, right now, we are arguing. And that's fine. We have a difference of opinion. I just wanted to remind you that even at the end of this, I will still love you. It can also be a great way to defuse a situation if you're getting caught in an escalation trap. You don't even have to get that detail either. If you just want to say, I am listening to you. I just want to say, I love you. Especially if they're going on a rant. You want to be polite about how you interrupt them, right? Or wait until it's your turn and start with, I love you. However... (laughs) Being an example of conflict resolution, working on your issues with your children right away and focusing on finding a solution and not trying to assign who is to blame for the argument or the disagreement or whatever may be going on. Furthermore, we want to help them learn from their mistakes by showing them how they can be better people. Asking simple questions uh, as to what could have been done differently for next time, or maybe inquiring as to what it is that they've learned from a situation, or a mistake they've made, are helpful steps towards that. The biggest one in showing your unconditional love, as far as I'm concerned, is remembering to forgive your children. No matter what you are butting heads over, give them a hug, reminding them that you love them. Once everything is said and done, showing to your children that you don't hold a grudge just because you had a disagreement or whatever the case may be, and also expressing to them that you know they can and will do better. This is huge. And that goes back to the same thing I was talking about earlier, where you're repairing your relationship with them because you love them. We all know the importance of saying, I love you. As a verbal way of acknowledging our emotions towards another person. But there are more ways to show our love with the words we use. Some examples of this are, I know you can do it. I trust you. What do you think? I am happy to see you. You did well, and I'm proud of you. You're really working hard Good job. (laughs) You made my day. You can also elaborate on these next couple of examples, uh, finishing these sentences, as it were. I admire you because something special about you is. You were so good at. Thank you for. Now, of course, there are other words or expressions you can use to show your children that you love and care for them. And this was just a few examples, uh, just to kind of get your mind in the right setting. Now, of course, not everyone is about words. Some people really do need you to show them with actions that you love them. Showing our affection to our children, whether it's hugs or kisses, pats on the back, or a little toss of their hair. You know, being true to your commitments. If you make a promise to be somewhere for your child, you be there. If you take on a responsibility on their behalf, you follow through and you get it done. Some other ways you can show that you love your children is to. Treasure their memory. Um, Whether it's displaying things on your fridge or on your wall, it could be a photo, something that they've done. Um, It doesn't really matter what it is or how you show it off to the world, but by doing so, it shows that you hold them important because you're showing them you want the world to know what they've accomplished. Uh, The next one that was recommended in the readings today is actually a personal favorite of my spouse. And that is leaving notes in your children's lunchboxes. Even if they need help to read your message, it could make their day better. As simple as that. But also, sometimes reading love or seeing love, even if it is still words really brings home the expression of those words when you verbalize it also guys find other creative ways to do nice things for your kids like sending them a card in the mail or planting a tree in their honor i'm there's more there'll always be more there'll be some that are specific only to your kid Lastly, and this one might take you a little bit by surprise, but promoting physical fitness by getting yourself in shape. Promoting a healthy lifestyle to show how much you love your family and value them so that they can live long, healthy lives may not be something you considered. But that is a good way to show affection to your children. I love you, so that's why we eat healthy. Because I want you to grow up big and strong and have a good long life. I love myself and I want to be there to love you. So I make healthy choices so that I can have a long life too. Now, most people know that true long-lasting love takes time and honestly that's for your love for your children as well we as a society tend to be engaged in so many things all of the time that many people forget to spend time with their loved ones It does come down to how we prioritize things, and like it or not, your children will notice where you are spending your time. I've read on so many different uh, parenting websites or pamphlets and other source materials how various studies have shown that the thing children want most is time with one or both. their parents. Back on episode 19 we discussed how eating together as a family is important and that was the first one in the suggestions of this book for spending time with your children to show them that you love them. What I love about the list provided in this book is that many of these things are stuff that most people do instinctively but I'm going to still bring them up. Because you may not realize just how you're showing your children that you love them. And sometimes it takes a person drawing attention to something for you to realize how important it really is. Things like family nights or taking time to learn and teach with your children, uh, reminiscing with your child, whether it be over old photos or just your memories. Sharing something special like a secret code or word or a family's traditional recipe. Even simply hanging out with your child to learn about their interests and hopes or dreams. You can even learn about what worries them. Letting them Take the reins to teach you about them. Other stuff is like taking time off of work to be involved in something that involves your children, whether it's um, an event or a school trip at your that your child has an interest in. It doesn't need to be any one specific thing. Even if you just go down to the school one day to volunteer for something the school's doing, that can show a lot of appreciation for the things your child is doing. Above that, we need to be taking the time to admire our children, whether we're watching them play a sport, or a game of some kind, or acting in a play. Maybe it's even just taking the time to read an assignment that they're proud of. Um, Being sure to compliment them and express a genuine interest in their achievements when you're doing something like that. This particular handout also goes into detail about how to listen and talk with love. Um, This is something that we have discussed with the other books in the same series, I do believe. And it was just emphasizing those importance of listening rather than hearing uh, what it is that your child has to say. So, as a quick reminder of what that entails, you want to be encouraging discussion. You want to avoid distractions using active listening processes, being polite and accepting of what your child has to say. If you guys don't remember us talking about that in more detail in private in the previous episodes, or maybe if you would just like me to get a little deeper into that for you, get a hold of me and I will share this page as it's broken down with you guys. Another thing from here that we have talked about on the podcast before is the importance of good discipline. In that same episode, we also describe the differences between discipline versus punishment and how we go about having it in our children's lives. So, again, I'm just going to short form this for you guys as a bit of review and won't be ex- expanding on this too much. Explaining to our children their limitations, such as I'm limiting your TV because, right? We want to be complementing their good behavior, drawing attention to it to emphasize the importance of it. We want to be consistent in how we enforce the rules, which, if you have established family rules listed, you you would have also included what the natural consequences are for breaking those rules. Criticizing your child's behavior in private to avoid embarrassing them in front of other people. And again, their actions, not the child. If your child's embarrassed, they aren't going to want to focus on learning from the experience. Giving your child responsibilities so they can learn and grow to be better people. The final thing brought up in the reading with regards to love is how it means to expect the best from a person we are giving our love to. The book then also gives us ways to show our children the expectations we have of them. Be specific. Don't beat around the bush. Tell them exactly what you want of them. Be reasonable. Thinking of your children's abilities and limitations before you set out an expectation. Whether it is too high or too low of an expectation may have a negative impact on your child's self-esteem. When you set out new expectations with your child, be sure to take the time to plan ahead by breaking down the expectations into different steps. And we, we've talked about this with pre planning as well. By breaking it down into smaller steps, they can work towards achieving the overall goal and actually see their progress. We also want to be supportive of our child. So if we give them an expectation, we then also have to give them the tools to reach that expectation. Um, Such as if you're not giving them a proper location to do their homework, but still expecting them to always get it done, that's not realistically supporting them in achieving their goals. Rewarding the effort. Be sure to praise your child for putting in good work. Even if they don't meet the expectation, You know, going back and looking at it. So lastly, we want to be evaluating our children. So you don't end up with them not reaching the expectation. Before at any point in time when they're reach, trying to reach a goal. If your child is having a hard time with a step or the overall goal, take time and adjust your plan. Change the expectations or maybe take a step and break it down further so that they can work through it a little easier and show that they have made some progress. Or maybe they're flying through everything because you made it too easy and maybe you need to expect a little more of them. And that will help them grow, too. At the end of the day, as long as you are doing all that you can to make your children feel loved, you're doing right by them in this regard. I hope that this episode has given you guys some ideas or maybe some affirmation of things you're already doing uh, with regards to loving your children. Now... This week's question I have for you guys. In what ways did your parents show you that they loved you? And to answer my own question. I know that as a pair, as a couple, my parents were very heavy on the... Giving me responsibilities to show me what I could achieve. Um, I started working in our family store when I was six. That's when we bought it. (laughs) Um, It was just small tasks at first, like uh, putting all the flyers in all the mailboxes. We had a post office attached to it. And then, you know, expanding it on there until when I was old enough, it was a full-out job. I did the closing shifts by myself two to three nights a week uh, when I was in a junior high and high school. More specifically, though, when it comes to my mother, she was definitely the empathetic one and showed her love in absolute exuberance um, with emotional expression, big old hugs and cuddles and always verbally reminding me that, that she loved me. And when it comes to my father, he was definitely more of the act with love type. Um, Even sometimes going too far where he was starting to pamper me, which sometimes did very well dampen my self-esteem, because I felt like he thought I couldn't do it, even though I thought I could. And it was done out of love, and I get that. And and just to reassure you, that extreme didn't happen very often. That is not to say though that my parents didn't, at times, do the opposite. There were times where my dad was an emotional and expressive person about his love. And there were times where my mother did lots of things for me or to show me that she loved me that weren't necessarily expressions of that emotion itself directly. But those were definitely their primaries for those two. Now, when it comes to answering the question, guys, you can get in touch with me via Twitter at crownso or email me with crownso at gmail.com. That's C-R-O-W-E-S-S, the number zero, at gmail.com. And as always, down below the bridge, where all the trolls live, if you're watching on the YouTube replay, um... Those are also the same ways you guys can get in touch with me if you would like to come on the show as a guest to speak about a specific topic or would like to suggest a topic you have me cover. Next week is going to be a surprise for y'all as, well, at this time I haven't figured out what it's going to be. But that is my goal for this weekend, like I said earlier. And the week is... After that, likely will also be a surprise, but I should have it set up for you guys uh, at the same time. Or it may be another step into the Responsible Children series. I don't know yet. Good night, everybody.